Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Tracy Jones. Thanks for tuning in to the Tremendous Leadership Podcast. And this series is Leaders on Leadership. And today's leader that we are going to spend time with is Bob Brum. Bob is an author, a speaker, a consultant, and a positivity expert. He is the encouragement engineer, and we can't wait for you to hear his thoughts on the price of leadership. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Tracy Jones. Welcome to the Tremendous Leadership Podcast. And this series is called Leaders on Leadership, where we pick different leaders in fields and really drill into the flip side of leadership. And today, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome a dear longtime friend, Bob Brum. And Bob is a professional award-winning speaker, author, and encouragement engineer. He serves corporate, collegiate, sales, and youth organization and individuals with encouraging keynotes and workshop presentations. He is also an author, an Amazon best-selling author, and he guides audiences to achieve personal and professional growth with positive encouragement and action plans that combat the negativity that inundates our daily lives. As you can see, this is a lot of congruence between Bob and I, which is why it's just a pleasure to talk to him today. Bob, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Tracy. I appreciate it so much to be here. Appreciate the legacy you're carrying on about with your father's information and, and just motivation you offer for our world. It's, it's much needed today, and I appreciate so much to be a part of that. Well, you are right there as a soldier, right in this army with me too. And I just appreciate all you've done. Um, I was talking with Bob before we started and Bob was one of the first um, exemplary followers in our tremendous tribe that when I started podcasting said, I'd love to be on it. And again, that's just such an encouragement, but he is an encourager. And so today, those of you that are listening to this series, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a divergence because Bob and I were hope dealers and we're always up. Or are we? Are there sometimes when we feel a little bit lonely, weary, tired, abandoned? And what do you do about that as a leader? So um, my father wrote a little pamphlet, gave one of his best speeches, was called The Price of Leadership. And leadership is a beautiful thing, but it's also a very daunting thing. But that's okay, because what we get out of being forged in the fires of leadership, when we come out on the other side, it, it's all worth it. So Bob, today, I want to take you through the four pieces of the price of leadership and kind of unpack each of them and what that's meant for you as a leader on leadership. So we can share with those emerging leaders that if things don't always go right, or you think nobody's with me, or I may want to quit, it's okay. It's all par for the course. All right. Yeah, part of life. <laughs> all right. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So one of the first prices of leadership that my father said is loneliness. And what he talks about is, you know, there's, there's, everybody's lonely. Old people, young people, men, women, you know, successful people, unsuccessful people. Loneliness is a part of life, but loneliness as a leader is slightly different because, you know, you've heard the term, it's lonely at the top. Mm -hmm. And so there's going to be times when the leader has to kind of step out from the crowd and set the pace, and they are going to be the one that shoulders the burden of the responsibility. So, Bob, that can, is very daunting as a leader. I can remember the first time I heard that because I thought everybody cheered around you and kind of carried you across the finish line. And that's not always the case, is it? Can, can no. you share with me a time where um, you really felt the loneliness of leadership and how you got through that? It's interesting because leadership can be lonely, but it's self-motivating too, I think, mm. personally, because you're the one out there forging through the bushes, if you will. You're cutting that path. You're making that path for those people behind you. 
Um, when I was young, I my parents were older. My dad was similar age of your father. He lived uh -huh. through the Depression, served in World War II, and I came along. I was much younger, or, you know, real late in his life. But they went through life, and I was 15, 16. I was in Boy Scouts. We learned to be self-sufficient, mm. and so we learned how to take care of things around the house, learn how to cook, learn how to do all kinds of, if you will, homemaking things. Well, my dad retired when I was 18. Mm -hmm. I literally walked across the stage graduating high school. I, was, I didn't have a home. I was already, I was living on a college campus because I had to. I didn't, right. I literally, you know, I didn't have a home, but so I had to live on a college campus. So I was the one that out of a lot of my friends, I had to step out and do that life thing, that real life thing of living on your own, of not being tethered to come back home. Uh -huh. I was living, you know, making sure my bills were paid. I was working, I was cooking my own meals. And that is a piece of life that was, if you will, some people say, well, you were thrown into that. No, it was it was a choice. I mean, my father had done his time of work. He'd worked hard. He built up a business. I was ready for it. Mm -hmm. And I knew, even with my friends, they were like, wow, that's a lot to take on. Yeah, it is. But I'm ready. I learned mm -hmm. it from a younger age. I was always doing stuff around the house. I was, you know, even after I got on and lived my, my own, um, my parents helped us to get a house and we rented that from them. And taking care of that house, the lawn work, the yard work, the improvements on the home. We did those. We learned how to do that because we understood what it took to do that. And I think mm -hmm. that's important in forging that path and that leadership is having the, the knowledge and the fortitude to say, you know what, we're going to do this. It's, mm -hmm. it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. There's many times, and still today, my hands get sore, my hands get callous, they get cut because of the things you do, but that's all part of it understanding the value of what you get out of it is what drives me, I think. And I think that's what a lot of people need to see is there's value getting through the tough things. There's value in accomplishing that path and getting that path cleared for people. I, I love it. And I mean, I love that you said, you know, it, it is from your point. And I watch a lot of people that quote forge out on their own. And then when people aren't sitting there accolading and patting them on the back, they, they get very depressed, some of them, or they fold. And I'm like, guys, you have to make this call. Whether anybody says that it's the right call or not, there's certain, certain things in life. And Bob, I was raised like you at 18. It was the Peace Corps, the military, college, anywhere, but you're going at like baby bird, get out of the nest. Yes. And I mean, I think that really taught me there's a time for everything. And when the time is up, you go and don't sit here and wonder what to do. These kids, I don't know what to do next. What do you mean? You have to step into the next chapter kind of thing. And that's, that's really cool that he enforced that early in life, because I think otherwise we do such a great disservice to people by making it so comfortable that they don't have to leave. And then you, you kind of clip their wings. Yeah. And, and you don't encourage them. It's interesting because I, I've got three boys. Uh, my oldest is 23, a 22 year old and a 17 year old and having a conversation with them recently, it's understanding they see that, you know what, I need to do this stuff. I know I need to get out there and do this. It's hard. I, I, right. I understand it's hard. It's expensive out there. Right. And 
I'll help you as much as I can, but you got to understand if your car needs maintenance, you got to step up and do that. You got to call the people. You've got to get it fixed. I can't do everything for you for the rest of your life. If you want a certain thing in your work, you've got to step up and do that. Get the knowledge for that. And, and that's that piece, like you said, shove that bird out of the nest a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're not saying we'll never be there. Right. But you've got to be able to do these things. Well, I love that you took um, the, the spin on loneliness and put it towards a self-sufficiency. And I, I love that because as leaders, um, and the more, the more you grow as a leader, um, you, yes, you want the support of your followers and the people above you, but when you become self-sufficient, no matter what gets thrown your way, like this pandemic, okay, well, I'll figure it out. Why? Because we're self-sufficient and that's what we do. We take care of business and we know that tomorrow something can change, but we'll figure it out. And that's, that is a beautiful thing because everybody's like, oh, we don't want to be alone. Oh, people are depressed when they're alone. I think, I think people are depressed when they're not alone with their thoughts and their actions. You know what I'm yes. saying? And yeah. they don't get to develop, who am I? And they're depressed because they just look at everybody else and it's a failure to launch things. So I love that you took loneliness and put that as, it's a self-sufficiency thing because you alone are the, you can blame, my dad would say that, nobody's a failure until they blame somebody else. Right. And so if you want to blame everybody for your life circumstance, you haven't owned it because you yeah. alone, you, you own it. Well, whose life is it anyway? Right. Is right. it yours or is it somebody else's? Right. It's always yours. So you and you alone. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. I'm responsible for what I want. I'm responsible for taking that action to get what I want. And that's a concept a lot of people in today's society forget. And we have to remind them of that. It's going to be hard. Yes, I get it. But we've got the ability to do it. We got such greatness within us. We're creative from God. And that that create that greatness needs to be shared with our world. Not the, right. the bad part, but the greatness that we have, the abilities we have. Right. I love it. It reminds me of Patton, lead, follow, or get out of the way. Step up, (laughs) support me, or just find somebody, you know, find somebody else to kind of, kind of be in their tribe, I guess, kind of thing. So awesome. All right. So I love, I just love that twist, self-sufficiency. Then you are alone, but it's a standalone. And so that's a slight tweak on loneliness. And I love that. And I, I, I fully support that because then you don't really feel so lonely because you're confident in yourself. You have that self-efficacy that I know I don't have everybody's approval on this. And hopefully that's yet because hopefully your, your inner core, your tribe will say, yeah, we're going to follow Tracy or Bob in this next juncture. But you have the confidence to stand up and say, we're going to lead the charge because right. somebody needs to stand up and, and lead that charge kind of thing. So, all right. So the second price of leadership that he talks about is weariness. All right. And he says, if you're going to be doing anything worthwhile, you're going to be surrounded by people who will never be doing their share and those who do more. So how do you deal with this, Bob? And I think, you know, weariness has different things too. Um, I have gone to bed weary from a job well done and, mm-hmm. and slept like my head hit, I fell asleep before my head hit the pillow. But then there's this other weariness where it's just a constant drag of, why isn't everybody all in? Can you share with me a, a little bit about how you, um, something w- that was draining and how you either shouldered on, kept on point, or took some actions where you kind of eliminated the weariness aspects of your life? It's, it's funny, because I was, in reviewing that scenario, I've got three boys. And let's face it, today's children, they may not have the work ethic like maybe you or I have had. Growing up with um, parents that were in the greatest generation era, it was all in and it was for a greater good. It wasn't about me. And that's lost today. 
Yeah. And what's interesting, you mentioned weary. Yeah, I could be do, around the house doing all kinds of different things. I've learned how to do things because of home ownership. You know, you build your own things, you you fix your own roof, you mow your own lawn, trim your own bushes, do your own electrical if you can. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it can be weary. But what's the outcome? I'm always looking at what am I gaining from this? And if the boys can help me, great. But if they don't because they don't know how to do it, or it's a one-man job, what am I showing them? Mm-hmm. The actions I'm taking shows them the actions and the attitudes they need to have to step up to do that later on in their life. Mm-hmm. And that could be, they could do it now. They could be researching study options for college. They could be researching what they want to do in their career. They could be researching what type of vehicle they want to do or something they want to do in their vehicle. But that idea of being weary it doesn't hold me back. I keep looking at that end result, that positive end result that says, what am I getting out of this? I get a great looking yard when I'm doing yard work and it's 90 degrees out and I'm sweating my head out. That's great. I live in Florida now. You know, I'm <laughs> from being up north, I got tired of the winter. I'm not shoveling snow. I'm not scraping the snow off my windshield. I'm out here in January in shorts mowing my lawn. I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. But what is the value that people see too when they know, oh, the neighbors always comment, Bob, do you ever sleep? Do you ever rest? Uh, no, because I got stuff to do. Right. I like the house to look a certain right. way. I like the yard to look a certain way. I want to make sure things are safe for my family. And when my children see that, that's a value that they can mm-hmm. see that, you know what, if I do that, maybe I'll get the results like dad. Right. And it's that, that concept of, you know, you see, you, you want what people have, but you may not want to do what they did to get what they have. Absolutely. It's that old, you know, those, yeah, those at the top of the mountain, they didn't fall, fall there. Okay. No. And, and work, work is not a four letter word. And I, no. I just, I love that, that um, we were modeled that. And, and I can remember my dad, when we were 14, he took all the TVs and locked them in the attic. And he's like, <laughs> ah, I mean, imagine that taking kids. And he's like, you can work, read or do sports. These yeah. are the options. Sitting in front right. of the boob tube is not, you know, and he was not a big le- leisure guy, you know, no, and, and I respect no. that because he's like, you can take vacations when you earn them. For now, there's stuff to, and it was, he was traveling all the time. There was yeah. six of us. I'm like, you had six kids, so you could have free manual labor. And he's like, yeah, so what? You know, kind of thing. That's his plan. That wasn't yours. <laughs> so, he's a smart man. Well, but I love that you talked about there's, um, you know, he used to say there's, there's um, uh, miserable, miserable and happy, miserable. And I would say the same thing about being weary. There's weary, weary, and then happy, weary. And you're talking about the satisfaction of a job well done. And just knowing that you're conscientious, you saw it through the end, you know, you know, as well as I do excellences in your habits, I get people that say, well, I want to change the world. And I'm like, but you can't even make your bed. Okay. You, you, you have to do the devils in the details, these little things. And, and it is tiring. And I think, I think the world is like, Oh, well, if it's hard, then it's not your intrinsic strength. And I'm like, no, I've been yeah. back trying to grow this business for 12 years and it should have happened by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I'm supposed to be where I am because it's, it's, it's honing me to work and put the, put the grunt work and the gravitas in to make it happen. Well, as you mentioned earlier, you got up at 4.30 because you had stuff to do. You were, you were focused yeah. on getting the, the objectives of what you needed to do. And, and you're, I'm sure your military training enforced that too, but your, your upbringing enforced that before right. that. And that's that great thing that we're here for a purpose. And we've got this drive that mm. people can, you get a goal in here and in your, in your brain and in your heart long right. enough. 
you're going after it. You're going to find ways to get it done. It may not be tomorrow. We've got to understand that. And I think our society needs to relearn that. It's not perfection. We're not going to get this instantaneous society is throwing us way off. Yeah. You know, great goals take time. Mm -hmm. Climbing a mountain you don't do overnight. It's just not going to happen. And understanding that and putting in that fortitude to take each step each day, you know, that's what it takes. It's like you said, what are you doing the first thing when you get up? You were focused on getting things ready for today. Mm -hmm. I got up 430. I'm hitting the ground doing my 55 push-ups. I read devotionals. What are you setting your day for every day? What are your habits that you are doing so that even when those weary times come, it's not draining you, but it's pushing you up. You know it's going to come. You know it's going to happen. And you have the abilities and the education to get through that. And that strength is important. Right. And you stay fueled to combat the weariness because the weariness is life. Life is weary. We're still physical beings. Even though we have the God seed, we're still, we're still in this, this mortal fallen coil. You said you get up early, you read, what other things do you do to combat the weariness and to stay robust and effective during the day? A lot of times it's just taking a minute to go outside and appreciate our natural surroundings. In Florida, we get to see greenery all the time. Mm -hmm. I, I believe me, I appreciate that being from Michigan um, I understand winters. I understand gray, drab. I love tropical green. Yeah, we have a little bit of rain every once in a while and hurricanes, but you know everything's got its place. But just that idea that um, you can take the, the, a minute and just realize the greater good, that bigger mm-hmm. picture, um, just smiling at people. Mm-hmm. people love to just see that it's a simple thing we can do to share with people just to smile to help them maybe they're having a bad day you don't know what people are going through right why not they're share probably weary yeah. yeah they're weary and yeah. just a, a fun comment smile at people make them laugh I love to make people laugh with little innuendos and it's just that little upbeatness that people say wow what's you know they start to wonder what's going on with you and they want to be a part of that and that's what's right. great well, you know, my dad, one of his main draws was just that he was able to get people to laugh at their problems. And he, you know, his big thing was like, nothing works. Okay. So, and people were like, huh, yeah, that's right. And then they stopped feeling worried about their problems and they're like, you know what? It's okay. It, it, it's part of life. So I just, I love that, that sense of just, you know, and, and, in you lifting somebody else up that also flows back into us because okay. if you're just sucking the positive energy from everybody, you deplete yourself, you know, oh, yeah. you're, you're a drain. But the more you fountain out to people, the more you kind of, you, you become a self-fulfilling well, you know, yeah. just, it's amazing. All right. I like what you had on one of your recent podcasts about that. You're either a drain or you're a fountain. Yeah. You know, and that's true. I'd right. rather be the fountain to fill people with joy and enlightenment right. and, and peace and, and just positivity. Don't and be it, the drain. It, it, well, and if you are in a rut or a drain, you're probably by yourself, sucking your thumb, not reading good books and not hanging out with good people right. and on social media, watching all the vitriol. I, I promise. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That, that's going to, that's not, that's not even just going to make you weary. That's going to make you depressed and it's, just even worse than that. So you oh, got to yeah. really, you really got to fight that. You got to eat healthy. You got to stay, think healthy. You got to be around healthy people emotionally, verbally, you know, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned your dad taking away the TVs. 
yeah, we have the power to control that with a button on a remote. Right. We also have it on our phone because it's gotten a lot smaller these days. Shut off the social media. I do. I do. I do. I'll put a joke up every now and then or pictures of my pets, but I just, I can't, I can't go there. And then I'll put a news app on and then I'm like, whoop, this is coming off. I don't need this this crap. Ah, Awful, awful, awful. awful. Okay. Thank you for that. So the third price my father talks about for leadership is abandonment. And he says, we need to abandon what we like to think about and what we want to think about in favor of what we ought and need to think about. So how do you stay focused? You know, and you, you, let's talk about the three young boys too. Boy, it's a different, their brains are wired differently as a result of how they have learned cognitively growing up. And I fight the urge too, because I'm like, you know, squirrel. Somebody Mm -hmm. said this, Tracy do this, or um, why this person's doing this. How do you stay focused? How do you abandon what is going to mission drift you so you can stay on point? That's always a very good concept. And again, it's as an encouragement engineer, I've got to remember what is my mission? That idea of helping people to see a positive perspective in life events, combat that negativity. Those are critical, and especially in today's society. Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing that, look at where our society goes. We just mentioned right. social media. I mean, really? I don't want to be part of that. Right. Let's change that. Let's change our world for that betterment. That betterment is smiling faces, people getting along, that, that community of people positivity, knowing that people can do something. I was giving a speech one time to a high school audience and it was interesting because I talked about encouragement and going after your goals and taking action. And one of the students came up afterwards and says, I've never been told that. Right? I've never been we think told it's just, that. I know. We think it's just, well, doesn't everybody, I mean, I heard this since I was in the womb and it's yeah. like, people haven't heard this. They need to hear this. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what drives me. That's what keeps me on point because I know if I'm not doing that, somebody's missing out. Somebody's not seeing that potential. Somebody's not seeing that opportunity they could have that they have within them. And, and showing somebody that light is just amazing. You watch mm-hmm. an audience, you could speak to, I mean, I've spoken to thousands of people at one time and that's great, but you just get those one or two where all of a sudden you see this and that's making all the difference in the world. Right. You see right. that light just come on and you're like, yes, I got it. And that, that helped, that's so helpful to see people, you know, get that enlightenment. And that's, that's what drives me. That's what keeps me focused. That's it. That's awesome. And then uh, how do you though, how do you combat? Because we're still humans and we still have mm-hmm. untremendous days. How do you abandon negative thoughts of discouragement? What, what's your encouragement for leaders? Because, you know, Nito Cabane, Dr. Cabane was talking, he's like, you know, there are going to be some people, you're a speaker too, you can tell. You're sitting in the audience and they're looking at you like, who on earth does this person think they are? You know what I'm saying? And you know you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, um, but h- how, do you, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with discouragement? And, and, uh, and I just want to say one other thing before you answer this. I can remember my dad one time, I was a teenager, so he was, let's see, he would have been you know, like late fifties, like my age, early sixties, I mean, blowing up globally. And I came down the basement and he was sitting there with his head in his hands. And I'm like, dad, are you okay? And he goes, Tracy, I'm just, I'm just not sure if it's worth it. I don't know if I'm making a difference. So even he, even the greats, we have these moments where we want to quit. He's like, just don't do it. But how do you deal with discouragement? Thank you for asking that. Because as a speaker about encouragement and positivity, people always say, well, positivity can be Pollyanna. It's not, right. Right. it's not, right. it's, okay, garbage in, garbage yeah. out, greatness in, greatness out. Hmm. You've got to fill your mind with 
constant encouragement, constant positivity, even for myself. I mean, when I was six years old, I lost my mother to cancer. That same year, a lot, two months later, I lost my grandmother. On Christmas Day that same year, I lost my grandfather, my father's side. I've experienced those things in life called death. It's a, it, we're, none of us are getting away from it. Right. Okay. You know, and that's one of those scenarios that no matter what occurs, I remember thinking as I got older after my mother passed, and I mean, I'm not a prodigy by any means, but thinking she's not here, but the world still turns, the sun still comes up. And I've got to be able to help people see positiveness in any situation. It's hard. There's times where, yeah, I've cried. There's times where kids don't act right and they stress you out and you're worried and that doesn't do you any good. So you revert to prayer. You revert to understanding and reading knowledgeable things that will re-energize you, that will help you to focus on positive things. What you do with the books you offer, and I've read many of them, they're concepts that are just great. They're, they're lifelong concepts. And the way they're written, the eloquence with, with the way they're written, because they're written in the 20s and 30s and some older than that, you don't see that today. And right. that's a knowledge that you get to learn and grow and relearn what these people went through. They went through some hard times, much harder than maybe we had it. And understanding that other people have done this too, it makes it that much not easier for you, but it makes it understandable that we can get through this too. We can get through these hard times. It's not always easy. And I understand that things are going to happen. Life happens. People get hurt. People get, you know, waylaid. They get off track. They, people pass away. This is life. I mean, I'm not going to be here forever. None of us are. And understanding that if we do the best we can while we're here, we make the best of this journey. That is just so invigorating. Mm -hmm. it, it, it does. It wakes you up early. You don't, you don't have to have an alarm clock. As Zig Ziglar said, I don't have an alarm clock. I've got a yeah. motivational sound. You know, just that, that idea that we can get up without anything to say, you have to get up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I get to get up. You know, it's a simple concept. Awesome. <laughs> yes, it's a privilege. Yeah. Yes. Some people don't wake up. That's it. Yes, their their exactly. clock is over. Right. Um, you know, you talked about something that happened early in your life. And one of the things I found out in my leadership literature, and I say this because there's young emerging leaders out there, uh, young middle-aged and young older emerging leaders, as we are all, and they think, well, this happened in my life early on and it's bad or it's too sad. And what I have found in my research is the tougher stuff you have been through earlier in life, the more resilient and adaptive you are as a leader. So I remind them, you have, it's the people that expect everything to go right that flake out when they're in leadership roles because they're like, ooh, this is hard or it hurts. But when you, the more battle scars you already have because leadership, man, it's, it's a fight and you yeah. get bloodied and, and stabbed and, you know, yeah, there's some great things, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of other things. And so um, thank you for sharing that because I tell people the fact that you have been through stuff, um, it, you know, my dad went through a horrible upbringing flunked out of school in the eighth grade. I mean, he told me like two days before he died, all this stuff. And I'm like, what? And, and, yeah. and he's like, I don't want that to be my story. Um, but I don't want, that's why he was always so hard on thumb suckers. And he's like, stop sucking your thumb. You can get through it. We can get through. And whenever I'd be like, dad, this is horrible. He's like, is this anything worse than what Jesus went through? And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> okay. Good perspective. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks, Dad. You threw you threw that card. So I I just I appreciate you sharing that because that does that that lets you know as a kid we all die. No, it's appointed unto each 
wants to die. And um, I don't mean to be callous about it. I love life. I love what's to come. Yes. Um, but I mean, it's just don't flip out like somehow none of us gets out of here alive. So, no, no. so when you, when you get that, you stop living out of a point of fear and you can operate more on, okay, so I can make the best out of what I've got. Yes, definitely. And if false expectations appearing real, if you think about it, 99% of them don't happen. We're right. only born with three fears, a fear of falling, fear of loud noises, and the fear of shadows. Other than that, <laughs> we learn the rest. So if they're learned, we can unlearn them. Yes, absolutely true. I love it. I love it. Okay. So abandon that stinking thing and abandon that discouragement. And then the last price that he says that we have to be to be a leader is vision. And this always like flipped me out because I would sit there listening to Norman Vincent Peale and Zig Ziglar and him growing up. And I'm like, well, obviously these people are visionary. Look at them. But my dad said, vision is simple. It's knowing where you're going seeing what needs to be done and doing it. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. So how do you though, without, where there is no vision, people perish, how do you get clarity on where you need to go? How do you grow in wisdom, Bob? Well, I grow in wisdom by much of like what you offer, different books, different reading material, podcasts, encouragement. I, I listen to a daily podcast from Darren Daly on it, you know, every day. So there's things I do disciplined every mm -hmm. day that I need to make sure I'm doing. So far this year, I've read 17 books. I want to do 52. So I've got to pick up the pace a little bit. But the other thing is too, understanding the value in each one of those. So you got to take that time to do that. So I may not hit that 52 mark, but that value within each one is going right. to be immense. You've got to take that and run with that. Right. That ability to see the value you learning from that encouragement, from that motivation, from those books you read, the podcasts you listen to, that's building you up. It's like when you work out, if you got to keep doing more and more weight, more and more reps, right? Because you're building that strength. If you do start to do less weight, less, you know, it, it doesn't help that growth, that encouragement, that's building that strength. That's building that power you have within you to overcome these things that we know will happen. Mm -hmm. We know and that's that's important to be able to do that in life it doesn't mean you're harsh it doesn't mean you're callous it doesn't mean you don't have empathy but you can you know you can get through these things and you have the strength to get through them and I think that's that's important with that idea of growth and encouragement books podcasts uh, positive you can watch YouTube I was watching one of your your things on YouTube the other day and it was it's just we have so much so many resources of information right. for us today there's no reason to listen to the other stuff that's right. inundating ours, you know, the, all the newscasts and everything like that, that focus on 99% positive or negative news. And oh, by the way, the last five minutes of a segment, they give you maybe a positive outlook on something. Right. That's not enough. You just right. depleted their mind and their, their, their attitude for an hour. And you're just going to give them, oh, by the way, have a nice night. Mm -hmm. That doesn't help. Let's well, and you, yeah, you will corrupt your clarity. Um, you need to really guard it um, because people think, well, I just have it on in the background. And I'm like, no, your brain is a vacuum. And it, it's even overhearing people in stores. I'm like, well, I'm moving to another aisle or I, right. I, I like yeah. listening to the people. I don't, I just, that, that um, Zig Ziglar, one of our yeah. favorites, um, he has this term called SNIOP, sens sensitive to the negative influence of other people. And as you start feeding on uh, positivity. You start becoming more hyper-focused on 
whoa, you know, I didn't yeah. realize how much of that stuff was out there. And that is a clarity killer. If you start listening to that kind of nonsense that, and, and we can turn it off. Um, oh, yeah. People are like, oh, I can't get away from it. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You oh. have the power in an off button. Right. <laughs> right. So, and knowing that opportunity, that positive opportunity, it lets you see those opportunities better. Like you said, that right. clarity that, to see, wait, what if I try that? What if you do right. I love it. No, go for it. Right. The fog is starting to part. Don't yes. blow more smoke in it. I mean, yeah. then, then you're just, you're regressing, you're going backwards. Right. So um, yeah, I, I love that you talked about vision like that. And is there anything in the past, you know, couple of months that's been going on? Um, you're a speaker writer, just like me. What, what's been kind of the biggest vision or epiphany you've had going through this the last couple of months? With the last couple months, it's knowing that our society needs more positivity, knowing that they need the encouragement, and, and having the opportunities to, to do that through different social media channels. Um, I've do, been doing more, even just putting out short uh, encouragement. I have a one-minute podcast that I do every day, putting that on things like TikTok, on YouTube, on all my social media pan channels. It's that piece of just gives, giving something to begin with and letting people know it's available. We're mm -hmm. here to help. We're here to encourage. We're here to show the value you have within you, that greatness you have within you. Let's share that with the world. Mm -hmm. Not all the, the mess and the crud that we don't need to, yeah, that's going to be there, but we've okay. got to be able to wade through it. We've got to show the betterment of our society, the betterment of who we are as a human being to our fellow earth dwellers. We have greatness within us. Share that with the world. And okay. showing that to people has been I think a big piece of what I've been doing lately and, and being able to do sessions like this has been great. Uh, I've got another one coming up with a, a group in Australia, did one a couple of weeks ago from Australia. So it's going global, which is really cool. Oh, well. that's awesome. Oh, my dad loved Australia and they loved him because <laughs> they're kind of wild and funny like him. And he just, oh, oh my, he just loved it over there. So yeah. Well, Bob, okay. So what's the name of your podcast? Your one minute podcast? Share that Encouragement with Engineering. Ooh, the encouragement engineer. I love that. And I like that because a lot of people are like, oh, this is also touchy feely. Nope. There's a, there's a real science. There, there's, yeah. there's no mystery to motivation. It's, it's, no. it's like the laws of physics. There are yeah. laws of motivation and there's a yeah. science. And that's why I love it. I'm like, it's not like you, you, maybe, maybe he's born with it. Maybe Bob just fell out of the stork all happy and positive. No. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was not the case by any means. So <laughs> I fell out of the park, but it wasn't with a, as an encouragement person. So. It's, I love um, it. Yeah, Encouragement Engineering. Um, it's on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, um, Breaker. So it's it's out there available. It's through my website as well. Awesome. Um, and can you tell us your website? How do people sure. find and learn more about you? Uh, my website is um, www.bobbrumspeaks. That's B-O-B-B-R-U-M-M-speaks.com. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like I said, on social media as well, through Facebook, Facebook. Uh, uh, iTunes or Spotify. I, my, my podcast is out there as well as, you know, YouTube and um, other channels as well. So I'm out there available. You can Google me and find out my links right there as well. And we'll put them on this, uh, on this uh, episode too, as well. But Bob, anything else for us, for our listeners, Bob? I just, well, we realize the greatness we have. I can't stress that enough. We have such greatness within us. Let's share that with our world. Smile with people. Remember those things called manners? Share yes. those with the world. You know, <laughs> that's a little thing that we can do that says, hey, 
I appreciate you. I don't know you. I don't know what you're going through. But if I open the door for you and hold you, oh hey, thank you for that. You know, share smiles with the elderly. You can do sessions like this, Zoom, uh, Facebook. You can do, uh, you know, through your iPhone. We've been doing that with a 95-year-old person. Don't forget our elder people that have created what we're living in today. They've had a big hand in building our society. Mm. Let them know you appreciate them. Let them know thank you for what you've done. And just let them know you're thinking of them. Let others know you're thinking of them. This is a great way to do things like this because we're able to connect with a lot of people. And we, we got to keep that social distancing for now. Right. Absolutely. Well, Bob, thank you so much. And, and thank you for sharing with other leaders. Um, you are such a positive force. You're so authentic, so genuine. But thank you for sharing with us what you come through as a leader and how it just brings out the inner brilliance and the inner uh, intrinsic greatness and empathy and compassion in you. It's been a real joy talking to you today. Thank you, Tracy. I appreciate the opportunity and thank you for all you do. All right. Be blessed, brother. Hope we connect in the near future. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.